0: Okay, we're doing now Tuesday's portion of Parsha Shoftim, which begins chapter 18, verse 1. It shall not be for the Kohanim, for the priest, for the Levites, the entire tribe of Levi, the portion and an inheritance of Israel, the fire offering of God and his inheritance shall they eat. So the entire tribe of Levi, Rashi specifies, means if they do or don't have blemishes that would disqualify them, from serving, they still have these laws and restrictions that they do not have a portion, as Rosh explains in the spoils of war, or an inheritance in the land. And this applies to all of the priests and the Levites. The fire offerings of God, meaning what's holy to the temple, and his inheritance, his inheritance means that which are holy in the borders, the truma and the tithes. So the truma is from that which is grown, a portion is given to the priest. The tithes are given to the Levites, which give a portion to the priest. But inheritance of the land they don't have. Now, Rashi has here a long Rashi in which he says that in Sifri, looking at the seeming uh, double expression, Sifri says the phrase, he shall not have an inheritance, refers to what Sifri calls the inheritance of the rest. And among his brothers, the Free says this is an inheritance of the five. So what do we mean? This is sort of unusual terminology to us. We understand the basic gist is the priests and the Levites do not have an inheritance in the land of Israel. But what does it mean, the inheritance of the rest and the inheritance of the five, which is the terms the free uses. uses? So Rashi says since the land of Canaan, meaning from the Jordan to the sea, really contains five nations, because Sihon and Og, which were two nations, the Amorites and the Canaanites, on the other side of the Georgian. So that would mean, again, here we're looking at the non-Jewish nations that occupied Israel when the Jews came, the Gentile nations, there were five such nations in Israel. So that would be that land from the Jordan to the Mediterranean is called the land of the five. What's the land of the rest, the inheritance of the rest? It'll be all the land to the east of the Jordan, that's so why we're calling it the rest, because besides the lands of Sicha and Og, the Canaanites and the Moorites, there's also the other three nations, the Canaanite, the Kinesi, and the Kadmoni, which are three nations that were promised to Abraham, but we did not receive yet, meaning Abraham was promised ten nations, we received seven. The other three, the Canaanite, the and Kadmoni, we received by Mashiach, and that all that land to the east of the Jordan. So both the land of the five, meaning the land west of the Jordan, they don't have an important inheritance in, in the land. And also the land of the rest, the land east of the Jordan, they don't have an inheritance in. They're not going to get a portion of the land. Then Rashi continues and says, and he's quoting here, a who who is an older contemporary of Rashi, of Colonimus. Well, Rashi Vida is a very great sage. He was killed during the first crusade in 1096. And he looks at the text of Sifri and says, he shall not have an inheritance, this inheritance of the five, and among his brothers, an inheritance of the seven. So he's looking at the five and seven, not as Rashi explained it, which is the Gentile nations, but he's looking at the five and seven as the Jewish tribe. The inheritance of the five is inheritance of the five tribes that Moses and Joshua inherited. As Moses gave to two-and-a-half tribes east of the Jordan, and Joshua gave to two-and-a-half tribes, Judah, Ephraim, and half of Shabat, Menashe. So that means five of the tribes received their land via Moses and Joshua. So what about the other seven tribes? The other seven tribes had to take on their own after the death of Joshua. So that's why Sifri, according to Epquonimus, is saying the land of the five, meaning how Epquonimus is looking at it, not as Rashi did, as the five Jewish tribes that received their land through Moses and Joshua. And the rest is the other seven tribes, that land that the people had to take themselves. So this is the verse, and he shall not have an inheritance among his brothers. God is his inheritance as he spoke to them. Thus he spoke to them, meaning that God said, in this land you shall not have an inheritance. I am your share. Meaning the priests and the Levites their portion is God, not the land. This shall be the due of the Kohanim, of the priest from the people, from those who perform a slaughter, whether an ox or a lamb, a kid, you shall give the priest the foreleg and the jaw and the stomach. So, it says from the people, meaning to exclude from the priest. If a priest is slaughtering an animal, this wouldn't apply. Unlike Let's say in Truma, if the priest is growing crops, he does have to separate from the crops and and give, it a, and give it as a gift to another priest. But if he slaughters an animal, he does not. If it's an ox or a lamb, meaning we're, we're specifying these to imply we're talking here about domesticated animals, not wild animals. So there's three gifts they have to give to the priest. The foreleg, the jaw, and the stomach. So the foreleg is from the lower part of the leg of the animal. In the foreleg of an ox, from the shoulder blade, we have three long bones. So Rashi here is referring to the lowest of those three bones, the lowest of the section, and then all the way up from the lower bone, the middle bone, and the upper bone, all the way to the, the shoulder blade. This whole long leg, the foreleg, goes to the priest. And the jaw. So the Rashi says the jaw means the jaw with the tongue. And then Rashi explains why does the priest merit these three parts of the animal? And he connects it all to what happened with Pinchas. Of course, because of his valiant deeds, came a priest. So the foreleg is like the hand of a person that Pinchas took the spear in his hand to, with self-sacrifice, kill Kosby and Zimri. The jaw represents the prayer as he prayed, obviously he had numerous numerous miracles to do what he did. The stomach represents when he pierced with the sword, with his spear, now the sword with a spear, it says he pierced the woman in her stomach. So because of Pinchas' enormous self-sacrifice to God to stop the plague, to stop the killing, and to sanctify God's name. So these three parts of the animals are like parallel to what he did, and therefore they are perpetually, eternally given to the priest. The first of your grain, wine and oil, and the first of the shearing of your flock, you shall give to him. So the first of your grain, this is the commandment of truma, which is a portion of the annual crop that has to be given to the priest. Well, how much do we have to give? So the scripture is not saying specifically, but the rabbi said, if you're being generous, give one out of 40. If you're being stingy, give one out of 60. And if you're in the middle, give one out of 50. The first of the sharing of your flock also means on an annual basis that every year when you shear your flock, is the first to the priest. Now, again, the scripture didn't say how much. And our rabbi said we should give one out of 60. So how many sheep do you have to have as a minimum amount to be obligated in this law? So our sages said five sheep. And they base this on the verse where Bekiva says, We get five from our verse where it says the first of the shearing implies two. Your flock makes the two four. You shall give to him makes the four five. So that is how we receive these five sheep. But if we have at least five sheep, then the first shearing of the sheep, one sixtieth of it, goes to the priest. And again, how Rabbi Kiva is arriving at that is when he's saying the first of your shearing, Rebekah Kiva says implies two because the first know at least two entities if there's a first and a second. Of your flock also know at least two entities to have a flock and you shall give to him it was at least a single item. And so two plus two plus one is five. And that's what Rebekah Kiva says. If you have at least five sheep, you have a flock that then is obligated that one sixtieth of the first shearing goes to the priest. And the final verse here. For him has God chosen from among all of your tribes to stand to minister in the name of God, him and his sons, all the days. So To stand to minister, from this we learn that if you're ministering, you have to be doing it standing.